You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. I am Justin. I'm Derek. I'm Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We got a great show planned here. We got some transfer news. We got some news on the recruiting front. Front and we've also have uh, some playoff uh, news to offer out here, so this is pretty good. Uh, let's get into Tyreek Johnson, five-star transfer from Ohio State. He's a cornerback. This is big news in Huskerland because uh, we don't see a lot of five-star talent on our roster here. Uh, Tyler, what do you make of this? Well, you know, it was interesting because. It seemed very early when we talked about a lot of transfer positions. This was a position that the coaches wanted. They they felt that we need to bring in more talent at the secondary. Um, they wanted to bring in another body, um, and you know they got a five, former five star. Um, you know I think this is a guy that the coaches obviously felt they needed. Looking at our cornerback position, you know I, I would definitely go into twenty twenty one feeling the opposite corner of Cam Taylor Britt's our weakest starter and. You know, bringing another body to compete for that spot is a good thing. Derek, your thoughts? Well, sure. I, anytime you get any any five star, it's going to be good, whether whether it be in a transfer portal or the or the recruiting trail. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't expect a lot out of him this year. Maybe he comes in and competes. I, I just I, he won't be here till probably July. Right. He only gets what a month with the coaches yeah in august and then you're all of a sudden you're playing games maybe late season you see him a little more i just i, I don't see a lot out of him right now <clears throat> but the, but he's got three years of eligibility so key thing right there yeah three years that that, that 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 could be huge getting him for the next two years after this so tyler where do you see him fitting in 2021 and then further down the road 2022 and 23 you know when you talk about 2021 i'm not convinced he won't compete i mean i you know, I think that, you know, when you look at the gap at court, so we know Cam Taylor Britt, he's going to start. When you look at Quentin Newsom, Braxton Clark, and Nabib Joseph, I don't know how much separation there is between those three guys. Um, I don't know how confident I am with necessarily any of those three guys. Again, I, I said they're the weakest starter. I, I would say if any player on this roster, I mean, I really just have no idea where he fits. He could start. He could not see the field on defense. Like, that's kind of the range, and nothing would shock me with this. Yeah, I was uh, – uh, we were supposed to have a guest on, Corey Thompson, of the uh, Scarlet and Great podcast. He wasn't able to make it tonight. But I was having a conversation with him today about this transfer and kind of what it means to Nebraska – and uh, he put out a really good YouTube podcast out yesterday. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Uh, y- you'll see it all over Huskerland by now. Uh, but he had uh, some interesting things to say about uh, Tyreek Johnson. You know, he, he kind of like had a message for Husker Nation. And is, you know, basically, you know, he he's a physically gifted guy out of high school, of a really good high school program. But, you know, you uh, he said, let's not count our eggs just yet. Meaning, you know, over the three seasons in the spring, 
while Tyreek Johnson was at Ohio State, he never really made a name for himself. People weren't clamoring for him, like moving up or doing any spectacular things out there. Uh, his transfer wasn't a surprise to most Ohio State fans. Uh, his name wasn't being brought up in any meaningful competition. Uh, he just wasn't making a name. And he is a five-star guy, and uh, some of the younger guys were passing him up. Uh, and they're like you know lower-level four-stars. The guys that are beating him out starting right now, they're lower-level four-stars. The younger guys, low, lower-level four-stars, they're ahead of him. Uh, Corey kind of guessed that maybe he would make the three deep at Ohio State, and that's a school that plays three cornerbacks. They start three cornerbacks, and uh, you know one of them is kind of like a like a combo, like a slot corner bullet type. But uh, I thought that was interesting. He he just never really showed as much promise uh, on the field since he never got onto the field. There wasn't a lot there. Uh, you know, he did say safety might be a better fit for him because he was a number two safety coming out of high school. Ohio State, they tried to use him at cornerback. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work. So he kind of stressed maybe a new environment will work. They didn't have a lot of coaching stability at Ohio State at the time. They had a lot of turnover there on the defensive coaches. You know, here at Nebraska, Travis Fisher, he's... I'd like to think he's not going to go anywhere. Shenander's been here the whole time. There's a lot of continuity with this coaching staff, which is a plus. So maybe this is the type of environment that will help him to shine. But it he he really didn't shine at Ohio State. I'm just hoping that this isn't like a Tyjon Lindsay type of player that we get. Well, I mean, maybe it's possible that Ohio State was just kind of playing him out of position if he's recruited as a safety and play, was playing cornerback. And so maybe that's another reason why thinking he's going to compete for a cornerback spot at Nebraska isn't necessarily a wonderful thought right now. Well, Maybe, he's, maybe he is panned out to be better, better off at safety than he is cornerback. Well, and maybe you're right. Um, I will tell you this much. He ain't seen the field in 2021 in a safety. Like, like I don't know. I, absolutely. absolutely. I, I don't know that we see him much I, – in any role this year, period. you know, I, I will say this: like whenever a guy transfers, I, I mean, there, very rarely do you see a guy transfer that the fans are like, "Oh yeah, he was a huge contributor." Like that just that doesn't happen often. You know, we we saw a case with Oliver Martin. Oliver Martin bounced around. He went at Michigan. He went to Iowa. You know, we brought him in. Really, was an afterthought. I mean, no no one really thought this guy, kid was going to do anything because. He didn't do anything before, and heading into 2021, I mean, I don't know a Husker fan that doesn't have him at least in their top four wide receivers. A lot of people think he could be the number one guy. I mean, I again, I don't know what this guy's role is going to be, um, but I do take what Ohio State sees of him with a grain of salt. Um, again, I think that what you get from him that what here's here's the bigger fear is that there's an attitude issue there's something there but what i'm hoping is we need winners we need guys that have won games that know how to act like they've been there man i maybe i'm i'm you know wishing for something that will not happen but i would love to see a guy come in there and say hey hey 
after a big victory. Like, no, no, we're not going to take our foot off the gas. Now now it's time to go. We just beat Illinois. What the hell are you talking about? Like, we need to go. And hopefully add a little bit of intensity. I think more competition in that secondary is a good thing. Um, and then you asked this earlier about post-2021. Man, we know we're losing Cam Taylor Britt most likely after this year. We know we're losing both of our starting safeties. We lost a lot of guys over the last couple of years at secondary in the transfer portal ourselves. So, I mean, if you can get another body in there with a couple of years of experience, I mean, he kind of replaces some of those bodies that we've lost over the years. And maybe he never starts, but another body that's highly talented, I'll take that all day of the week. I mean, well, I'll tell you where I see him translating the most in 2021. It's going to be on special teams. His physicality will come in hopefully very well on special teams, which we need in our coverage units for sure. Are you guys going to temper your expectations for him, even though that is a five-star? I mean, are you tempering your expectations? I I don't have any expectations for him right now. I I don't know what what to expect out of him. Yeah, I'm I'm tempering my expectations here uh, just because – you know, when you think of Ohio State or, and you think of a five-star transfer, it's like, I guess there's this fallacy that five-star athletes, they are the most elite and they're always going to be the best of the best. But sometimes, you know, those stars aren't true all the time and stuff happens when you're in college. Uh, people just don't pan out. And when you think of... Ohio State, you think of great recruiting, five stars and high four stars. And so I guess on the surface, it's easy to kind of think. It's like, okay, well, he's a five star that's getting beat out by other five stars because Ohio State just keeps bringing in five stars, right? Well, that's not happening in this case. The uh, three projected cornerbacks, they're all lower four stars, and the guys behind them are lower four stars. So there's a huge discrepancy on what they were thought they were getting out of high school and what turned out to be on the field just did not even be competitive in any conversations as far as competing for a starting job. That makes me wonder a lot as he comes to Nebraska because it's, it, it scares me. It just scares me. I'm not, I'm not going to get all excited over this five-star thing because that was three years ago. That was in 2018. That, this is 2021. Derek? I'd just like to counter that a little bit with also in recruiting, you have this pageantry of the big-name schools. Yeah. And sometimes these five-stars, like, just get their name out there in these big-name schools. And it's also possible that maybe he just didn't fit in that scheme. Well, maybe it was never a good fit for him. Well, he was a so last— maybe he's, still, maybe he's still a five-star athlete that just didn't fit in a scheme. So according to Corey, Corey said that he was kind of like a late addition to Ohio State. Uh Clemson was in on him hard, and like at the last minute, he ended up going to Ohio State. So be that, take that for what it is. But that was that's just interesting. Sure, I mean, again, he was, all the top programs are after him because he's a five right. star. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think they get lost in the pageantry of it sometimes, and don't maybe maybe when you commit to a school, you don't look at the scheme. You're just going, yeah, this this playoff contender. Wants me to come play for him, and I'm a five star, so why not? Yeah. 
But just because that happens doesn't mean you're a good fit for their scheme. And, right. and again, I think sometimes, like, we talk about this. Sometimes a kid just needs a reset. Like, you know, you get down. Whatever the reason is, he did it didn't work there. I, I have high expectations. Kind of going back to that question. Like, I think this is a kid that is going to see the playing field in his Nebraska days. Like, I think now whether he's a future starter, whether he's a future nickelback, whether he's a safety that gets rotation, like, like I, I just think he is a kid with that much athleticism, the tape I've seen of him. You know, and again, it wasn't like, you know, earlier days of Ohio State, he did see the field. Yeah, 2020 didn't really work out. 2021 wasn't looking that way. But give the kid a reset. You know, you just you never know, and hopefully he comes in here hungry. I mean, he's gonna ha- he's gonna have to compete. Like that that's the thing. There is no spot given to him. I I believe he's smart enough to know that. Um, and you know, I I'm not too proud to say. Like, I mean, Ohio State's athletes are right now a little bit different than Nebraska's athletes. So just because he was battling for third string there doesn't mean he can't battle for second string here. Like. Or even first string. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a, I mean, he's not beating out Cam Taylor Britt. We know that. But that opposite corner is our weakest starter on that defense. It, it is, to me, it's near the bottom of our overall starters. Like, it, it is, I'm a little bit concerned of Quentin Newsom or Braxton Clark or Nabib Joseph, any of those guys. Like, that is, a, that is the weakness on our defense. And, well, another body to compete against it. Um, uh, is not a bad thing. Uh, any last thoughts there, Derek? Well, sure. I mean, just just another example of, of how this works. I mean, don't forget, Nebraska just lost a four-star uh, outside linebacker in David Alston, who was never going to see the field. And I assume he's going to go to a, a little bit smaller school, and I think he'll probably get some playing time there. I Rice, mean, Rice is recruiting. It's, it's, it's just... It's, Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's just a good. It's like Tyler said. Sometimes it's just good to go somewhere and reset. Yeah, like what uh, Tyler was alluding to. Luke McCaffrey. He's had two resets over the last yeah. what five six months. You know, five six weeks I think. Yeah. Now he's at Rice. They said today that he's at Rice, and yeah. you know he's. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he, see if he, he see if he makes it past three workouts. He was a four star. He was a four star. Now he's at Rice. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's a little bit more recruiting news out there. Uh, Richard Torres, a three star quarterback out of San Antonio, Texas, he committed to the Huskers today. Now this is the uh, guy that the staff said they wanted as quarterback. And um, I don't, I've seen this film. You've seen this film, Derek. Derek, what are your thoughts on Richard Torres? I think if everybody can look past the stars. If you can look past that, he's a good quarterback. Like I've seen him throw down the field accurately with good arm strength. He looks like he's throwing it down fairly effortlessly. Some people are going to tell you he's not very fast. I've seen a play that he ran a ball down 60 yards, made some jukes, got past a few players. I, he, he's not a statue back there. He's not the, I don't think he's quite the pro-style quarterback that some are going to tell you he is. He, he may not be Adrian Martinez or Taylor Martinez or Tommy Armstrong even, but I, I think he can run the ball. Tyler? I think the interesting thing is is that he isn't those guys. And, I mean, I think that one thing that 
is kind of got lost under the Adrian Martinez era. It was there was this perception when Scott Frost got here. You know, he if you remember back then, we had Tristan Jibia, we had Patrick O'Brien, and I remember people like, "Whoa, does he need a mobile quarterback?" I mean, Scott Frost's history hasn't been what we've seen at Nebraska. I think he's using what he got to, and he's trying to utilize it to the best of his ability. I think it's an interesting preview into perhaps the future of quarterback like i like the thought of him going out there trying to find guys that he believes in whether they're more of a pro style or a very mobile quarterback um you know i think that for nebraska like i i do i do worry a little bit about where we are about pigeonholing ourselves and say man we got to get a really really good running quarterback like i just don't know if we're always going to find that guy that can throw and run the ball. Like I think finding guys that you believe in, that you see a good skill set in, whether they're more of a passer or a runner, I think is a really something that excites me about what Frost and staff is doing. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if Richard Torres is the guy. I don't know if he is the heir apparent to Adrian Martinez or if he's, you know, be- destined to be a backup for life. But, I mean... He's 6'6", out of high school. He's playing top-tier court, uh, football in Texas. I mean, that that means some things. Uh, you know, I, I think bringing him in is a, is a good addition to this recruiting class. I mean, he's probably near the top of the guys that you're most excited about right now that committed. Uh, oh, he, yeah, he, he is for sure right now. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a get. It's a get. One thing I do like about uh, his film is he can scramble like nobody's business right there. And I don't know if his offensive line just freaking sucks or if that's like his specialty there, but he could he could scramble and you know just he could make stuff happen. What is it that Mario Verduzco always says? Making shit up. He's good at making shit up on the fly. So he 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 did a lot of that in his film. He has a pretty good arm. He can throw deep. Uh, yeah, I, I can see where people are saying that he's not the fastest because I don't think he is. I mean, he's not the fastest. He's, he's not going to outrun a lot of people outside of def- defensive tackles. Uh, but, I mean, he's oh, definitely I, serviceable. I, I disagree with you there. I think he can outrun some linebackers. You're not going to see him outrun defensive backs. Yeah. I think he can outrun some linebackers. I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I, I think if he comes to Nebraska, if, if our concern is him running the ball, then we're missing the boat on what this kid's going to do. I mean... He may not be a statue, but, I mean, outside of Tanner Lee, I mean, he, he's going to be near the bottom of that mobile quarterback if he ever starts at Nebraska in the last 20, you know. I mean, I, there isn't going to be many quarterbacks that have been less mobile than this kid. I mean, and that's fine. And, again, I'm completely okay with it. Like, you know, Justin, we like we talk about this with Adrian Martinez and, and it, like everyone's like, well, he's not a good enough passer. He's not a good enough passer. And people kind of sometimes forget like, yeah, but he's more of a running quarterback and that's, that's okay. Like shit, maybe he, maybe this guy runs the ball five times a game and that could be okay. We can win games with that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you want to plan your running game around his uh, running abilities. So yeah, <laughs> that's not the game plan that you're going to want when you bring him in, but that's, that's fine. He's young. Very young. I mean, geez, if you look at the pictures of him next to Adrian Martinez, Adrian Martinez, I mean, my God, you can tell that there's a big age difference there, but there's really not. <laughs> but you can just tell just the physical development of the bodies right there. I mean, 
Being at Nebraska will age a man very fast. Adrian Martinez, I tell you what, the pictures I saw, that dude looks fit as shit, man. He's been he's been putting his body to work. So that that kind of God damn, that sounds freaking weird if I said that kind of excites me right now. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Look at his body gets me excited. Look at his body, that excites me. Anyway. Yeah. All right, gay wads, come on. Anywho. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other recruiting news? I mean, this is, this was we've had a lot over the last few days come out. You know, with the I, uh, I, I think we're going to hear some more because I I seen Sean Callahan tweet out that uh, this was one of the few that he was expecting to commit very soon. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like there's probably a couple more coming soon. So. All right. Well, let's get to the second part of the podcast, and this is going to be the playoff discussion. We kind of alluded to it last week. Uh, Tyler dropped an F-bomb, which gave us an explicit, uh, flagged us as explicit last week on the podcast, because he's uh, definitely has some feelings about this new playoff format. And let me just go over what the details of the proposal is right now. It's the hot, the six highest ranked conference champions, and then the six highest ranked teams selected by the committee. Those 12 teams will play in a playoff. No conference would qualify automatically. No limit on number of participants from a given conference. The top four get a bye. And the first round will be played at the home sites of teams ranked five through eight. That is the proposal. Who knows what will actually get signed off. But Tyler, after last week, you hate this. Tell us why. I I mean... So let's just start. Like the history of you, we've done this episode before. Like the playoff expansion, this isn't a brand new topic. This is the closest we've been to it. Probably, we've talked about this. If you you can go back and listen. Like I, I have been a proponent of eight games. I just think when you get to twelve teams, like it just really, really waters down who's going to get in, um, and it takes something away when you start looking at yearly a three loss team making the playoffs like that just it just doesn't feel right to me um you know and and if the argument is it's better football than the bulls then okay fine but i think it's just it's a it's just it waters it down i i'm just i'm not i'm i think it's too many teams Wow, that is like a very calm answer. I guess uh, after a week, you've kind of uh, kind of tamed down a bit. Derek, what are your thoughts on this new playoff proposal? I don't love it. Uh, I, I would prefer eight teams. I'm not opposed to the 12 teams, but my biggest problem with this is the college football committee still being in charge of picking who goes to the playoff. To, to me, this is absurd because they, they've been terrible at this shit for – the last seven years. I don't know what makes everybody think they're going to get better at it. Well, they keep changing their criteria, and it's going to be the same moving forward. Tyler's over here rolling his eyes like it's not true, but it it's is not, damn sure it's true. Not, there's a reason why our friend. There's true. a reason why our friend Adam McClintock can accurately predict what the college football committee is going to do every single week. There's a reason why. I mean, like it's not like they're making this up. Now they may they may emphasize different points into the media. But there, there is a and, and if you want to just listen to what they say and not what they vote, then I guess that is. But they are using the same 
formula. Like, there's a reason why people have hacked this formula that they use. I well, my my whole thing is I'm with Derek. I don't like the committee picking the teams. Uh, they are going to, you know, they're going to intentionally keep lower teams, group of five teams down, and we may even see that in this. You know, I, like, I guess uh, it, to me, like we're in the situation of the NCAA men's basketball tournament, right? Like, will there be argument who gets that last at large bid? Of course there is. Just like there's argument of who gets that last at large bid in the NCAA tournament. And you know what? It doesn't usually matter because that team usually doesn't go that far. Like, we're going to be arguing over, and I'm, and again, it'll be a great argument. We will have fun with this. Like, we will definitely hit this up and we will argue and debate it. But it, I, I, my point is it's probably a moot point when you're talking about the 12th team to get in the playoffs because a they're probably not winning that first round they're certainly probably not making a run to the final four like it's just a it's a it'll be a fun debate it'll be another game but it's really not going to affect the national championship really at all and it may not it may not but i tell you what it's going to give us the best month of college football ever with all these playoff games going on I mean, what what I think is exciting I just, I about just don't it understand. is what I think is exciting about it is like teams like Coastal Carolina, you know, they they get an opportunity. Cincinnati gets an opportunity to play, uh, just to compete for it. And these are teams that you know they've got undefeated in the past, and it's like okay, they're not getting their shot. Now they get their shot. That's going to add a little bit, bit more uh, drama to the some of these games and you know i don't maybe you don't expect cincinnati to win it all or coastal carolina but damn sure it'd be damn sure fun just to watch them compete at that level and for these teams if they're going to be all in division one fbs football all 130 odd game or teams why shouldn't all of these teams be eligible for a playoff they play in these conferences, right? I mean, give them, give them a chance. Just give them a chance. I think it'll be great. Go ahead, Derek. I, I, I again, I'm going to go back to the committee thing. I, I just don't understand. Like the one thing that college football did right was the BCS, and the BCS, and not that the BCS was right in the fact that there was two teams, but they let the they took all the human emotion, they took all the human factor out of it. And let the computers pick it. So why not? Why not keep that and do that and just take the human factor out of it? Yeah, I, I would not be opposed to that because that—that's a great point. I, mean, I, I, I would. I remember. I'm old enough to remember when there was a BCS national championship that left USC out of the the big game, and they were the number one team in the country, and they, it was a split national title. Like, let's not romanticize the the bcs error like that it got it perfect every single year because there was plenty of debate i i would say that i would say they were a hell of a lot closer to getting a perfect most years most years than what the college football playoff committee has done i don't i don't really think that i mean if they're i'm not saying that they've been perfect i'm not i'm not saying that they've done exactly what i would have done but like if you look back to this last year, did they miss anything? I feel like they got it right this year. Like, okay, this year, 
What about the first year when they left Baylor and TCU out of it? And they put Ohio State in who won the whole damn thing. Yeah, but I mean, the whole their whole criteria was like they made the big stink. Is like, well, you know, they didn't they didn't win a conference. They didn't win their conference. Game. They named they were and both then, named then they conference. Put, then they put Alabama in it, who didn't even play in a conference championship net the, the fall the following and how'd year. They do, how did well, Alabama do that year? That's not the, the point. point. Is the they're point picking is, the national the, champion and they're putting them the, in? No, the point. The point is, is keep your criteria the same. How do how do you know Baylor t- TCU the criteria is the same every time? You're, How do you know that Baylor or TCU you, wouldn't have won? That's for Justin. I don't know that, uh, but I do know that Ohio State did win it. And so instead of dealing with hypotheticals, like I, like I, I think that the the Let, let's also not forget that Florida State was supposed to destroy <laughs> Oregon that first year as the number two team and ended up getting destroyed instead. So Tyler, what are you saying that at large teams can? Actually, win a national championship? Yeah, if you're the oh if, if, if you're the fourth team, yes. If you're the if you're a three loss Florida team who has already lost to Alabama, like right. I I don't see them. Go- well, you don't have to worry about that because Florida Alabama never has to play Florida during the regular okay. season. So. Well, in the SEC, I, I'm just I I again, it, it is what it is. We're gonna see it play out. I just mark my words, any listener, you're going to hear Justin and Derek, namely Justin, complain about how four SEC schools got in, and because that's going to happen, you're going to have a year. There's three or four. Of course, it's going to happen because the playoff committee. committee is going to rate the SEC. Even if it was the BCS, because they're friggin' biased. Even if it was the BCS, it would still happen. Like the, you guys, I don't think it would happen as much as with the with the I, playoff committee. I mean, the, I really the, look, you can see the old BCS. Like, what was it? Like two years ago, they released it. Everyone's complaining about it. the old BCS had it almost the identical, the same. Like, I get it that you guys can think differently, and we all debate that. What make that's what makes college football fun. But like the fact that you guys make it sound like this committee is throwing darts to come up with these teams, they're using the same metrics that the BCS would use. They're sitting there and saying, oh, this is with the computer. They have the data right in front of them. Like, like they're not going completely rogue here and yeah, putting people. That f- is true. But what, but what I can't do is tell my computer that, well, this team really looked good in this game. And this team looked really bad in this game, but they won. And I can't change a computer's mind. What happens in those playoff committee meetings is they do change each other's minds. I, I just, I don't. I mean, do we need to call Adam up? Do we need to get Adam on here to tell you that they're they're not making this shit up just willy nilly? I'm not saying they're making shit up. I'm saying I can sit I can sit here and physically change your mind if I put enough points out there. You can't do that with a computer, Tyler. Okay, at all. You cannot do that. That's fair. I I just back to the main point. You guys want to go back to the committee? The 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 bottom line is, it, it really doesn't matter if it's BCS or this. You're gonna get these teams in there. Like, Justin, you want these little guys in there. I don't know when this became your M.O. that you really root for these underdogs, like these guys that, like, have no business in there. This I don't— Derek, root- it's always been mine, right? No, it has not. <laughs> what? For the last 10 years, or last 7, 8 years, you've argued that we shouldn't be past four-team playoffs because nobody else deserved a shot outside of the four, top four teams. Had nothing to do with the little guy. You didn't care about the little guy. I told you when they started the four team playoff that the little guy was never going to get in there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not hard you for people for, to listen to this. perfectly fine with that because no teams outside the top four should have a shot in national like, title. I mean, it's not hard for our listeners to go back and find this. Like, Justin, you Is have it been... okay if I change my mind and change my well, perspective on this? You can say you change your perspective. That's fine. But to say that you've been for the little guy well, forever So I, I guess bullshit. why I say that, I, I always look to our, to our old conversations back in the day when Boise State and TCU out of the Mountain West when when they should have got a better deal than what they did, you know. Oh yes. So but back I don't in think those you were days. advocating for them to play for a national title. You just didn't want to see Boise State and TCU play each other. You wanted to see them play a Good better teams. team yeah. and see if they could compete. I, with I, I was championing for the little guy. I was championing for the little guy. They needed an opportunity back then, and maybe if there was a fourteen playoff back then, I would have been championing a little bit harder for that. But yeah, that okay. Yeah, you you guys are right. You guys are right. I've always thought that the four team playoff was that's all we needed. I was always anti eight team. Then sometime along, I guess it was last year. I don't last year, last couple of years, uh, I always thought like a sixteen team playoff would be the best. Give every conference champion, all ten conference champions, an automatic berth, and then add six uh, at large guys to it. And then just go have fun. Have a have yourself a real playoff. And I, I know that's not popular, especially with Tyler, because Tyler hates any group of five teams out there. But uh, I don't hate them. I, I think I'm just in, in this twelve I'm team real, playoff. I'm realistic, and I, I realize that like there are haves and have nots. There's a reason why when you look at the top four teams that make the playoffs, there there isn't ten teams in the life of the college football playoff that have made it like it is college football has very much become a and not have become it's been this way i mean it was this way when nebraska was on top there was a certain amount of teams that were competing and based off recruiting coaching like there's the elite and then there's everyone else and i just think that what what you're doing is like you're tempting fate you're tempting fate with you you're you know you're that fifth team again i was all for eight but you're you're that fifth team, and now all of a sudden your star quarterback gets injured because flipping Coastal Carolina hits him and takes him out of the thing, and the, they still win. Coastal Carolina is still going home, but now all of a sudden the, the the playoffs are affected. I think that it really does water down the regular season because now, I mean, again, you can be a three loss team and get in. Like that's the reality. And yeah, I mean it's. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some cases where that happens. It would have happened, know how it would have happened the last couple of years. Be. I mean, it would have happened every year of the college football playoff. The, the, the difference is, do we haven't even seen a two-loss team make the college football playoff yet. No, we haven't. But we've seen a two-loss LSU team win the national championship. Under the BCS. Yeah. And that was just two teams selected. Under, under your preferred so method. Every year, every year is going to be different, right? Every year, and that's what makes college football exciting, except when it comes down to the playoff and underneath the playoff rules, because it seems like it's the same goddamn teams playing for the playoff every single year. But it's been that way forever. Add like, new blood to it. But Spice it's been that it way for. It's been that way. College football has been that way. Like Nebraska, we benefited for it for a very long time. That we were in that upper echelon. That we got the New Year's game. We we were always in that spot. Like, it's just kind of the way that it's not. This isn't a new development in college football. Well, can I also add that 
the the other reason that I love the twelve team playoff is because it gives me hope that I see Nebraska play in a playoff game before I die. I mean, making the top twelve is a lot easier than making the top four. I, I disagree. If you're in the Big Ten and you win a conference championship, you have a pretty damn good shot at being in the top four anyway. I said before I die, okay? I mean, <laughs> well, if you don't think they could ever do that, then there's not real much much of a chance of them being in the top 12 either at that point. Well, I mean, you just have to play yourself. I mean, it, uh, Tyler, you, you had it up the other day when we talked uh, about like the last, I don't know, seven years or since the playoff has ever existed, all the teams. And... Uh, the Big Ten was putting out like th- at least three teams in every single year, and like maybe one had four, four teams. I mean, we had more teams than the SEC over that sp- that span, I believe. I, th- I think uh, so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty fascinating. So, can we be the third best team and make the playoff? Yeah, okay. Will we be the number one team? I mean, we haven't won a conference. Since 1999, I mean, I don't know. I I just want to see uh, Nebraska. I just want to see new people in a playoff. And maybe at the end of the day, maybe five years from now, we determine that, hey, every single year, it's usually the same 12 teams in the playoff. They're just seeded differently. Maybe we do see that. So that, that, that's a possibility. I don't, I don't think so because – the group of five schools do tend to change around a lot. Yeah. You know, for a couple of years, it was UCF. Then Memphis was getting pretty good. Yeah, and then Cincinnati. Cincinnati started getting really good. Coastal and Carolina, didn't get the yeah. Coastal Carolinas. Like, it changes up every, because, single, oh, every year. There was a point where Utah State was doing really good and yeah. San Diego State. Just all it takes with there right? is a, you get the right coach, you get the right quarterback. Like, it just takes one of those things to really dominate a group of five. But, like, you talk about Nebraska, Justin. If you go back to, like, 2010, 2012, like, you talk about the playoffs. Both of those years, like, Nebraska, I, I don't know, I mean, where we exactly would have. I mean, obviously, there wasn't a college football playoff. But, like, both of those years, we could have been right in that mix to get in the playoff. Um, You know, and so, now whether you agree that Nebraska should have been competing for a national championship in either of those years is a whole different conversation. But we finished both of those years, I, I believe, in the top 13, 14 in the country uh, before the bowl games where I think we lost, you know, 2012. I mean, you know, we, we did end the year. But, like, after both of those conference championships that we lost, we were right in that mix of teams that, you know, could have been playing for a playoff berth. Um I mean, it, it does heighten the chances that you'll see Nebraska in the playoff, which would be a lot of fun. Well, so what, what's more exciting to you as a fan? What's more exciting? You you finish second or third in the Big Ten, going off to play in some BCS bowl game or playing in a playoff setting? Easily. Oh, actually, the answer is the playoff, playoff setting. setting. The playoff setting is more exciting for the fan. It's so much more my, exciting. My, my only concern with the whole with this whole twelve team playoff, with like you said, maybe three or four teams making it into uh, the playoff in a conference, is what does that do to the, to the, the championship game, the conference championship game? Puts there's like, a lot of pressure on there. There's a lot of added pressure on there. Not not, not if it not if it's uh, 
12-0 team versus a 9-3 team, and they're both going to be in there. I mean, maybe it puts added pressure on the 12-0 team. Well, I'll tell you why. But it, it doesn't put any added pressure into the other team. So w- w- what I'll say is it, there's a lot more added pressure there is because you want to play. You want to win that game because you want that bye week. You want a bye week. You don't want to have to play an extra game. And I hear a lot of people complain about the all the number of games that it's adding to the student-athlete. I, I don't care for that argument. I don't That doesn't bother me. These kids are about to get paid like they're playing professionally. So, and let's, let's, let's be real here. Not every team's going to be playing 16, 17, or 15, 16 games or whatever it is. I mean, ni- only 90%, 90% of the teams are only going to play 12 games anyway. A year. I mean, it's it's not like every well, I mean, single team is playing at extra games. I would hope this playoff does not get rid of the bowl season. Well, I don't think it's going to, but it's going to reduce the bowls. It needs to reduce the bowls, and I'd rather watch. You know, I, I would rather fill out a college football bracket than pick a bull bracket or or a I bull pick them. You can do, do both, both, yeah. But what's going to be more exciting? Both, because I could win money either way. Okay. Not against me, motherfucker. Oh, shoot. Dang it. That's going to get flagged as explicit. Dang it. Damn. But the problem is, you know you're wrong. No, but anyway, I, well, I would rather... Let's just wait for another year or two, and then Justin's going to be back to a four-team playoff, because he'll flip-flop on this. Um, and be like, well, why, why do we even have a... He'll either want to be 30 teams so, these, so we can really get these small teams in. And but you... No, I mean I, I disagree. I mean, yeah, maybe I well, do if change the my mind. Somebody finds a way to keep the play the small teams out now. We know there's a problem. Yeah, well, there's gonna that, be that's one. The thing. There's gonna be one a year. I mean, and there may not be many years. There's more than one, but there'll be at least one of them that get in a year. They may not. They may not. I don't know if they'll host a game, but they'll they'll get in. And but the problem is, if they're undefeated, they should. I think they should get a chance to host a game. I do. So, so that's another topic uh, that uh, people absolutely hate. The committee will keep the SEC higher, so all the games to be played in the South. Because God forbid LSU or Alabama or Georgia have to go up north to play. So, what do you guys think of the argument here that uh, that people really hate that the fact that the the four by teams, the uh, the four not the by teams, the four teams that have a by, they don't get to host a playoff game. Only the teams in the first round ranked uh, five to eight seeds. They get a home playoff team. A lot of people are saying is like they need to change that and allow they you know do. like the uh, the first round and quarterfinals where the home team gets to or you know gets to or the high ranked team gets to host as their home. I I love that because I I do get the yeah, argument that the fans aren't going to travel from all over the place, arena to arena, just to go to these playoff games. So I like that idea. I, I think that would be great. Like, make again, make the South teams come up north. I, uh, it's never happened. Like, yeah. we've always played in the South. So make some of these South teams come up to the north and play in cold weather. Oh, that'd let's be see awesome. How, let's see how it goes for the SEC in, in these cold weather environments. Like, and don't, and don't give me this bullshit of, well, you can't get fans in the stands when it's 
20 degrees and snowing. Bullshit. It happens every week. If it's a playoff it happens game. happens every week. It, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. If it's a playoff game. Hell, even if it's not a playoff game, people are going to fill the stands up. If, they, if, they're, if both te- Especially if both teams are good. You see it in the NFL every week. Yeah. You see, you see, it, you see it in the Big Ten every week. Yeah, meaningful so, games. So don't tell me people ain't gonna go to the games. I, yeah, if, meaningful games. I agree go. with you guys. I I completely agree with the stance that 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 should be a home game. Let me just give a counter argument though. So again, I'm not this, but but isn't there to be said that you're already getting a bye week? You already have a game a week off. Like, do you really need another a more of an advantage? Like, is it just like? Does it even reduce even more chance that there will be any parity? Like, if if you give the top four seeds not only a bye week, but then they also get a a home game, like, doesn't that really just kind of shoe in that most years the top four are going to make it? I'd like to counter your point with what you, with you with the point you tried to make earlier, and the fact that. It's going to water down the season. Doesn't that give you all the more incentive to be a top four seed? I th- that's fine. I, I'm not arguing. <laughs> well, Justin already said teams are going to want those top four seeds. Like that. That's not the water. Well, yeah. that, that's not the watering down. I'm concerned with. I'm concerned about once you go from that one loss. To, like because right now we already see one loss teams get those top four seeds. Like that's not going to change. Like the argument is when you go from one to two to three losses. Yeah, but you said the whole the whole regular season is going to be lost. Like the regular season ain't going to mean anything anymore. Well, it's good. It, I disagree. But yeah, when I you're talking this, about the second or third loss, yeah. Whole, like I mean that that really, it's, not, it's not going to eliminate teams anymore. So what twelve games does? It gives you three tiers of being a playoff team. It gives you a team with a bye. It gives you a team that has home field advantage in the first round. Yes. And then it gives you a lower seed that has to go on the road yes. to compete. So yes. I, I, everything you're saying, I agree with. My argument is those top four seeds already are getting the buy. Do your points are right? Like teams don't want to travel. Like let's give it to them. Let's get more. Like, but do we really? Do we really need to elevate those top four seeds and give them even more of an advantage? Like. Is it part of the fun of this? Is trying? Is it kind of the dream scenario? Is aren't seeing, you shooting down your argument from before though? I mean, that watering you know, it's down. Like the, no, it's like the, the the top four seeds. You know, those those are going to be the guys that are going to win it. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they, they have. It's going to be set up for advantage. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that those top four teams are going to mostly win it. But the the I don't need to even stack the deck more and make that more of a certainty. I mean, the 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 whole reason why this can get really interesting is to your scenario, the Coastal Carolina, the tenth seed. You have that team that goes on a run, and all of a sudden they make the championship. Like that's that would be a lot of that would be interesting, just, and it'd be kind of fun. Um, I just I just don't think you need to find neutral sites for quarterfinals, semifinals, and I, I, the I'm not disagree. I, I again I agree with it. I just my only reason why I just makes me a little bit is I just like I don't I don't know. It just it, it really like I would love if if every year we just see the top four teams and that's the the semifinals, then it it takes a little bit away. And I like the college football playoff as is. But there is something to be said about a lot of these matchups just really haven't turned into competitive football. Um, 
there's been some classic games. I mean, the Alabama's, Alabama Clemson games is, have been really. We've seen some really great go- games in college football playoffs, but like we've seen a lot of duds out there. And yeah, and, and we're still going to see some duds. We're still yes. going to see some blowouts. But you know what? We're also going to see some great games. We'll probably see some upsets along the way. We're going to see some fantastic football games. Over under over under how many years till we see a double digit seed make the national championship? So a 10, 10 or, or 12. 12 seed. I, I don't know. Do we see? Do we see it in a decade? I don't care if if I can get a nine. If I can get a nine seed in there, I'm pretty happy with that too. Like, okay. I mean, you, you, you're going to see. You'll probably see a ten seed in the final four, probably by year two. I'll you know, make a bet on that. Yeah, I'll throw a twenty in there. We do not see a double. We do not see a double digit team in the final four in the first two years. Well, if they keep the format the same, where you're playing all these neutral fields. I, I agree with Justin. And I, I, I would be shocked if, like, I would be, it, I would say that maybe one double-digit team wins the that first road game in the first two years. Why? There, there's not a lot of separation between 5 and 12 or 6 and 11. There's not a lot of separation between those teams. I mean, you you have the elite, but they're all, they're all in there. You know, they're you can make arguments why they should be interchangeable, especially when you get, you know, uh, when you get down to like the five, uh, the seven and ten matchup. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm looking at I'm looking, I'm looking at this from um, this. This would be the 2019 year and, and I might get this wrong. But the if you want to say that the it would be. Number seven Oklahoma against number eleven Wisconsin ten and four. You'd have had eleven and two, um, eleven and well, it'd be seven and ten. Uh, I'm sorry, seven and ten. Eleven and two Minnesota against uh, eleven and two Oklahoma. Uh, twelve, twelve and two Oklahoma. I Man, I guess I don't remember that Oklahoma team that well. I think they they lost that Big Twelve chip. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I do know that Minnesota destroyed Auburn in that bowl game. Auburn wasn't in the top 12, though. They were, like, 15th. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that Minnesota team destroyed an Auburn team that is God's gift to the SEC. I mean, we're we're all <laughs> SEC teams, right? Auburn, they usually get the benefit of the doubt there in the SEC when it comes to rankings. But anyway. No, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's... It, it may not happen often, but you know, seeing a double-digit play in the national championship, it won't happen often. But I wouldn't count it out from never happening. I think you'll see those make the little Cinderella runs, just kind of like what we see in college basketball. I, I think the you know, scenario where that happens. Let's just talk, let's just bring up the NBA for a second. How often do you see an eight seed in the finals? I mean, it's happened. Tyler brought that up before. It's happened, but how often do you see it? It doesn't stop them from still doing, you know, inviting that many exactly. teams to the playoffs. I mean, it, I get, like, like that's like, I mean, you're, you're talking about something completely different. Like, 
like it's like, oh, how often do you see the the sixty third team make the college basketball national championship? How often do you see the fourth team in a regional? All right, well, why does F- why does FCS have sixteen teams in it? Twenty four teams. The they have twenty four teams. Oh, twenty four. Yeah. How many times do you see twenty four seed make the national championship? I, again, may, maybe I'm wrong. May, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't example, think I'm wrong. And I can't answer that question, by the way. I I just to me. Like this, this is a very radical change. It'll add some exciting games. Like I'm gonna watch it. I'm not like, like the 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 narrative that you tried to paint that like I'm like angry about this. This is not what I would do. This is not what I would do. Was he Derek? Was he angry last week when he was talking about this? He sounded a little angry. Uh, I, I, get, I, I get angry <laughs> talking to Justin. He hawked out a little bit. Like I see his face turn green a little bit. He he hooked out a little. Like I I get angry. I get look, angry look, listening to this Justin. Is, this is I get not... angry listening to Justin talking. Like this is so great because Louisiana Lafayette now has a shot at the national championship. Who gives a this, shit? This is this is not as good. This is not as good as an eighteen playoff would have been. Yes, but it's far better than what the fourteen playoff is. Yeah, it, by I far. think six or eight. I mean, six I... or eight was the right number. They 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 they. they... I hate six. Just, just so you know, I hate six. That's a different conversation. I was on board for six for a while, but you know, I, I just I like to see teams give it give an actual opportunity to play in a playoff if they're going to be in the FBS. I don't, I don't like the bye weeks. Like I want either eight or sixteen. You don't like the bye weeks at all? I, I don't. I don't care for the bye weeks. See, I think that's I, I think it, that's it, it added incentive. Much, it feels too much like NFL when you start giving them bye weeks. Well, I mean, we're we're not far off at college, this point, right? I don't want college football to be NFL. I want it to be college football. I like eight or sixteen. I like that better. So how? I so think 16, if, I, I think sixteen is too many. So if you so were I, to do sixteen, how would you do it though? You're not going to fill it up with like twelve out larges, are you? No, I, I agree with you. If you, if you're going to do sixteen, which is probably too many, but if you're going to do sixteen, it would be every conference gets a. Automatic bid. Yeah, I think that would be then, the most then you, exciting. Then you have six at larges. That would be that'd be the ultimate excitement right there. I mean, I'll, but I think I, I think eight is the best, and I think you give the the all the all the power five conferences a, a, a spot, the group of five a spot, the top group of five team a spot, and then you have two at larges. Yeah, that's what I think it should be. And it's funny to me that there was a uh, they they asked all the ads and all the hundred and thirty something odd schools, and overwhelmingly was voted eight teams was the way to go. And somehow money took over, and we decided twelve teams was better. Well, yeah, money's always going to rule everything in sports right now, especially now that well, we're that's pay- not what they're saying. That's not what they're going to claim is why it's the better format but we all know oh yeah that the extra few it's all about the, the money reason. the tv yeah. revenue it's exactly yeah. it's all about the viewership right there and and we're gonna watch every darn game i mean we absolutely but i watch a I lot mean, of bowl games already Mexico. like i watch a lot of bowl games yeah. already like like i mean it it's not you know i it, it'll get more eyes on it we'll see man i mean we'll see what happens um yeah, you know, I, I just things that I know for sure. I I guarantee we will be arguing about that that playoff ranking at the end. We'll be arguing about it, and you know Justin's going to be pissed off sure, because his what, little guys that's aren't what getting makes in. College football fun. 
That's what makes college football fun. The it arguments. does. And, and, and again, you know, there is a traditionalist in me that like, man, I, I like the, you know, you, you talked about Nebraska making the playoffs and yes, I would much rather that, but there's, I wanted to see Nebraska in the Rose bowl. Like that's something that I've wanted to see is since we've joined the big 10 is I've wanted to see the Rose bowl thing. And like, and it's fine. I mean, I'd rather have the playoffs. You just want to get the bad taste out of your mouth from 2001. Yeah. The yeah. last time Nebraska was in the Rose Bowl. You just want to get that taste out of your mouth. That's it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, 2001, I was 14 years old. Like, I, I mean, I want it to be when I'm older. I would love to go to Pasadena and do the whole celebration. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it is what it is. Like, there's an element where I do like the pageantry of the bowl season. I mean, this does take away from it a little bit. Um, it, but it's good. It doesn't, though. Like, the, the whole point of the bowl season, to me, is I think it's cool that the kids get to travel somewhere. They get they get prizes from whichever bowl they go to. They get little gifts or whatever. But And they still I, I think you can still have that. And that's still fun for the kids. It's a consolation prize. It's what it's always been, and they still get that. Like, what, I don't have a problem. With that. One interesting argument that I heard against twelve teams, and this is kind of funny when you think about it, is like, you know, like with the bowl games, you know, you go to a bowl game, you have a chance to end the year on a high note. But if you go to twelve teams, there's only going to be one team that ends their season on a high note. Because the rest of the teams, they've ended their season in a loss. I don't give a shit about that, but I, I just kind of thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, you ended your season on a high note because you made because you playoff. made the playoff like, exactly. That's, that's a high that's note. That's a pretty right good there. high note. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good recruiting pitch. Yeah. It's, I mean, Oklahoma yeah. gets blitzed. They get blasted every playoff game, right? Pretty much, yeah. Do you think yeah. they regret not making a bowl game, or you know, or m- regret n- making the playoff game? Would they have rather play in a no. bowl game? No. I mean, it worked out last year when they beat the shit out of Florida, but I think they'd rather they'd rather have their shot at the playoff. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping that this comes through. Yeah, I mean, the earliest that we'll see it is 2023, which is fine, uh, but. Yeah, let's hope it's twenty twenty three and not twenty twenty six. Oh God, I don't want to wait that long. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think there's going to be too much money on the line for them to kick the can down the the. Well, I, think, I think it's going to all depend on what ESPN is going to be willing to do. I don't. I don't think ESPN is going to be able to get all rights to the whole playoff, and I don't know if they'll be able to give up. I don't know if that they will be willing to give up rights to any of the playoff. And if that's the case, it could very easily go to 2026 when they start redoing the contracts. Yeah, because Fox is going to want a piece of that pie. Oh, absolutely. I don't think yeah. ESPN will. I don't think they can afford the whole playoff. Like, I mean, I, 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 I was reading about this, and not to go down this, but like the, the playoff has been a loser for ESPN. And, and the scheduling of the 14 playoff has traditionally been awful. Like the fact that they played the fourteen playoff on New Year's Eve ever was just stupid. Like, aren't they doing it that this well, year also? Like, it, I mean, isn't New Year's Eve again this year? I, I, I mean, if I'm ESPN, I'm like, well, I thought they did away with that last year. I thought, the, I thought the playoff games were on New Year's Day. Last yeah, but year. it alternates. Like, it's a weird schedule based off of like the day. 
day of the week, NFL. Like, I don't even know it, all the how they figure it out. Point, like, what bull sites get it? It's dumb. Like, that that's the dumbest thing that they did. But, like, New Year's Eve, like, I'm sorry. Like, if I'm ESPN, I'm... Most people want to go out and yes, party on New no Year's one wants Eve. To, no, they don't want to sit and watch football. Like, and, and so... But, I, yeah, I've read that the college football playoff, besides Monday Night Football, is one of the worst investments ESPN has made. They, they have... Ratings have not turned in for those over the years. And it probably doesn't help. Maybe it's the same have, team. have, like, 52 to 10 games. And it's the same four teams every be year. And... The, and it's New Year's Eve. I don't. I don't think it has to do with the same teams as much as it has to do with the scores of the games and the day of the week. Because I, I think most. I yep. think most people tune into the games. I think they just change once it starts becoming a blowout pretty fast. So check it out, guys. Uh, this year, uh, the Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl, which are the semifinals, they will be played on Friday, December thirty first. And the championship will be January tenth, twenty two. Have they not learned their damn lesson? It is a Friday. Have they not learned their it lesson? It is a can, Friday. Can, can this we talk year. about this? I don't care about that. Like, I would rather have that game than the January tenth game that's on a friggin' Monday. Yeah. Can we quit putting the national championship game on a friggin' Monday? Like, come on. Yeah. College football's on it's Saturday. The NFL. Put it on it's a damn the Saturday. NFL. So I can get drunk off my ass and not have to worry about work the next day. Come on. It's the NFL. Come on, ESPN. Get your shit together. God, how is that going to work this year? I mean, are they going to air a playoff game when most people are at work on that day? Is that what's going to happen? It has to be. I mean, it's the Orange Bowl and Cotton Bowl. Those are, you know, Central and Eastern time zone games. I mean, oh, my God. It's either that or maybe they play them at the same time, which would be even worse. What are they doing? Fires. Somebody needs to be fired over that. I think they've fired enough at ESPN. Maybe it's time. They're not firing the right guys, Derek. (laughs) I mean, these guys, this this is ESPN. This this isn't ESPN. This is the playoffs. This is going to be, I mean, again. Hey, you know what? Wait, wait till this new expanded playoff. Because you know when these oh, is this your college football committee that you're loving? It's so not much? that committee. It's 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 the people that are making the decision to expand to 12 teams. That that's the people making these calls. You, Mar- here's gonna be the new college football playoff. You're gonna see Tuesday afternoon games. You're gonna see some stupid ass shit because they're not gonna. What they should do is have all four of these games on a Saturday. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to probably put them during the week because they don't want to go against NFL. Like, the NFL, starting in November and December, they go to Saturday football. And they don't want to compete against the NFL because they will get absolutely massacred. Well, You're probably right. Stupid, because I would much rather watch I'm not disagreeing, but like, I would a hundred times rather watch college football playoffs but we are in the minority of most people that watch football in this country well most people in this country are stupid yeah like us i I agree but i'm just saying so you're gonna you're gonna see (laughs) tuesday night college football game i i it's just that's gonna be what happens on this and i don't care i mean god I'll, i'll i want I watch Mac games on Tuesday or Wednesday nights when they come on. I don't care. Yeah, that's going to be a long week. If they do like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday college football playoff game each night, 
for that first round. That's going to be exhausting week. I might need to take that week off. You just off. might as well buy a keg. I'm, I'm, just buy a keg. I'm, I'm going to put my time <laughs> off request already for 2023 for that week. Cause yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they'll do it. Well, but. well and then, then the, the, the team that plays on Monday has got an advantage on the team that plays on Thursday. Yeah, I don't they know. have that. I will be very curious on what is actually signed off because, you know, this is this was just the proposal. Who knows how it shapes up out of there. Uh, so... Anyway, this has been fun. Tyler, you were not as amped up as I thought you were going to be. That's uh, kind of interesting. But uh, this was a great episode, guys. Uh, Anything else before we go? No. No. All right. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate, re, rate and review. And be sure to share that episode. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Inside,